Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. Welcome, everybody, to this week's Open Doors podcast. I'm Jen Lozano, and I am your host today. And if you weren't here last week with us, I have Neil and Janet with me, and we have been taking a look back at the history of Unbound and Heart of the Father Ministries. So this is really part two of our History of Unbound podcast. And so if you haven't had a chance, go back to last week's podcast and listen in. But I'm sure even if you don't have time to do that today, that you can just jump in with us right now. We left last week's podcast with a surprising and unexpected prophetic word that was given to Janet about deliverance ministry, something that was not on the radar whatsoever for Neil or Janet. And so welcome back, mom and dad. Can you just pick up from where we left off? What happened next after that word about deliverance ministry that you were not too excited about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, after having a kind of really kind of new world of Christian experience and hearing prophetic words and hearing the gospel proclaimed in a simple way, John Wimber was part of that. He would say things like, I'm just a fat man trying to go to heaven and I'm changing God's pocket. And he was just exuded uh, humility. And it was uh, coming from, as I said, like being the older brother, it was that humility and the simplicity and the power of the gospel was just very attractive to us. So there's another conference we went to at that time, and we went out to Michigan for it. And during that conference, there was a man who was also known, a different man, but who was also known for his prophetic gifting. He stood up and he said something very interesting. He said, there's a man from Pennsylvania whose last name sounds Italian. Well, all my all my life, people have told me, especially coming from Long Island, that would be the butt of Italian jokes. <laughs> they always thought they were, uh, my name was Italian. My, my name is really Spanish. And um, so I knew right away that, you know, Pennsylvania sounds Italian. So I stood up and then he he spoke a word to me. He said, you're supposed to go back to Pennsylvania and speak to a man named John H-O-E-H-N. And something wonderful, something apostolic is going to happen. Let's give the Lord a hand. (laughs) Well, I had people all over the room come over to me and say, how do you know that? I know John Hone. And so I said, well, the, the backstory is that I had it on my heart to invite John Hone to this conference. I couldn't remember his name. I hadn't seen him for several years. But it just seemed to be in my heart to, to tell him about it and invite him to the conference. But I looked all through my Rolodex. In those days, it was a Rolodex. <laughs> and I could not find his name. And so... When he spelt his name, 
it was like he was spelling it that I could find it. So I came home and looked up H-O-E-H-N, and what do you know, his name was there all. But that sense I had of wanting to connect with him was something on God's heart that wasn't going to be missed. And so I got together with John, and, and uh, he's a pastor of Living Word Community, and I got reconnected with Pastor Buck Sharp, who's an African-American man who, who has taught me more about understanding the, the black experience in the United States than, than anybody. And uh, he's such a, was such a loving man, and, and his heart was always reconciliation, always reconciliation wanting to bring the races together, wanting to bring the, the people of God together. And, and so as we began to pray together, and at the same time this outpouring of the Spirit, this renewal was taking place, we, along with some Messianic Jews and other Christian leaders in Philadelphia, formed a, a group called Renewal and Reconciliation. And we started to have some meetings together. And uh, as one thing led to another, and I think the Messianic Jews invited Randy Clark to come. It ended up that he came a second time, and it was called 30 Days of Gathering Around Jesus. And we, were, we had it in North Philadelphia at Deliverance Evangelistic Church. And it was just a, a, a turning point event in my life and many people's lives who I see today. And they go back to that moment and those times. We saw people from every race and culture denomination come together. And one cool thing about those gatherings was that in the beginning, the Messianic Jews would be on the side doing their dance. And by the end of the 30 days, a whole new dance developed spontaneously. And there was always 1,500, 2,000 people there. And this dance, which, which I'll always remember as just symbolic of the coming together of the body of Christ in the Spirit of God. So maybe you'd like to say something else about those 30 days, Jan, before I talk about uh, Pablo Batari's role in uh, all of that. Yeah, I just remember it as being such an exciting time to think about us coming together, different cultures, different backgrounds, different churches, and yet worship together in a way that you felt like one, like I remember feeling like this is what the church is supposed to be. It was, it was just really, really exciting. And, you know, Randy Clark is well known, very gifted for physical healing. And so we did see a lot of people prayed for and, and healed of things. And as well as what I began to see, and one of the things that Randy teaches on is that healing and deliverance are connected, you know, mm. that a lot of times we need to be healed, set free, not only of our physical afflictions, but those things that are afflicting us spiritually as well. So there's a, another whole story mm -hmm. side of those 30 days gathered around Jesus. So, so you can see there's there's a transition going on. You know, House of God's Light was a base, then University Christian Outreach to college students, then renewal and reconciliation. So these moved into another outreach, and uh, and my time at university was ending. 
overlapping somewhat, but renewal and reconciliation developed. And then the beginnings of Unbound began, I think, at the uh, at these 30 days, well, actually before the 30 days, Randy invited Pablo Botari from Argentina to speak and teach on deliverance. And so we were very uh, interested and and appreciated him so much. And most of what he taught, I, I understood, I had learned uh, from many different people and, and practiced. But what he brought together was an ability to to listen to people, not make the demons the center, and to have people renounce everything first. And before that, we would renounce and attempt to drive out, and and that causes different kinds of problems. But when we, when he taught us to, to renounce, to list, to renounce, and to help people uh, process what God's doing in them, it made a made a big change. And one of the one of the big events during that was uh, something that happened to Janet. Yeah, so uh, when Pablo came, I remember he was giving a presentation for those of us who were going to participate in these 30 days. And we particularly wanted to learn how to minister to people because we knew we were going to have large gatherings and people who, who needed help. Somehow Neil was made the the leader of this, I don't know, deliverance room. So we went to hear Pablo. I sat in the front row. At the time, I was really struggling with migraine headaches. And as I sat in that front row, began to listen to him, sure enough, I started getting a migraine headache. And um, I won't go into the whole story, but what happened for me there was someone ministered to me. And when I you know, named, actually, the person named for me that the the root of my migraine headaches that I was suffering with was really fear. And when authority was taken over that fear, I was set free. And I was, and I, I was in the midst of having a migraine. And I suddenly realized that God had touched me and I was healed of that migraine headache. And for me, that was that was a, a deeper understanding of how connected deliverance and healing is. I give that testimony that how I got set free of the migraines at every conference that we do. But it's a it's a testimony of how God began something in my life and how it wasn't just a matter of asking God to please heal this physical thing. It was a matter of really wanting to see the root of where the enemy had taken hold of something in my life. And a manifestation of that was this physical problem, the migraine headaches. Mm. So we uh, we started using this pattern, praying for people for deliverance. And um, it was super it was a little awkward in the beginning, but we got over it and saw a lot of good things happening. But it wasn't until like a year and a half later that we were invited to go to Poland. I had been over there a number of times on short-term mission trips, and Janet, you had been with me. Janet hadn't gone before, uh, but this time she was able to come. Our kids have grown, and uh, she was able to come. And I told them that I said, if we come back, we want to teach on deliverance. So 
the leader of of the uh, event, and this was an event of of gathering people from many different Eastern European countries, Poland, Slovakia, Czech Republic, Ukraine, and several others. Uh, so they're coming together, and I told them, I said, we, we want to teach on deliverance. And uh, and the leader said, oh, fine, wonderful. And when I got there, he said, okay, I'm going to Lithuania right now. <laughs> you, you have the school. It's all <laughs> under your hands. And I... I don't really know if he was afraid of what might happen, or that was just a circumstance. I never asked him, but I was surprised he was leaving. Uh, but that's where we uh, we taught and we prayed hour after hour after we heard stories. Uh, I mean, we had been I'd been to uh, Poland before and Ukraine, but now we heard the people's hearts, the stories of of fathers and families and. Poisoning within family and in different countries and the effects of communism, and so we were really engaged in where the enemy was really establishing himself in people's lives, and we saw the uh, pattern of prayer that we had learned. Just well, I should say this way: we saw God do extraordinary things through the pattern of prayer that we had learned, and so. When we came back, we realized God had really entrusted us with something. I remember uh, some of members of our community and ministry praying over us, and and, and Ann Stevens says, when are you going to write your book? And then she paused and said, I'll help you. And it was like time stood still in that moment. I just heard God, when are you going to write your book? And I heard from God, I, I really did get some help from Anne, but I really knew it was God who was going to help me because I knew that I was not a writer, yet he entrusted us with something. And I'm not, I was not a well-known speaker, conference speaker. The only way to really get this out in the way that I could would be to write. And that's where Unbound was born. Wow. That's awesome. I just before you move on, Dad, I just want to pause and look back at the those trips to Eastern Europe. And I think one thing that whenever I hear you share that story is like, I'm sure this is part of what jumped out to you is you were meeting a generation who basically were, was experiencing fatherlessness. Like it was, yeah. you know, communism had come, had impacted the, their families, and so you were meeting with a a whole generation of children or i mean they were young adults at the time who were experiencing fatherlessness and you saw god come and break into their darkness and set them free and mm. bring the love of the father to them and so i it's like god planted something in you before that but that was where the seed was starting to grow yeah really that's amazing. where it was recognized i remember one of the leaders over there just speaking to me about the father's heart, you know, that you have the father's heart and you're a father to these people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny to me, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember actually one time kneeling down and and the same guy came up to me and said, you know, you know, in the bottom of your, your sandals is written the word Tiva. And he said, that means father. You know, <laughs> I don't know which language. Yeah. <laughs> But it was just like repeated after after that uh, I began to realize that 
God had given me a father's heart, and that there was something strategic as part of what would become Unbound Ministry in terms of knowing the father's heart. So as I, as I wrote Unbound, my editor said, you need something to hold it together. So one night I, I, I prayed and I, I saw what we share often, is I saw like five locks and five keys, and that you need to unlock every one of them to open that door. So as I wrote, it developed into the five keys. But the final key was blessing. And it was because of this influence of the Father and the Father's heart and just seeing the liberty that Jesus brings to people to be free really is a freedom in coming to know the Father in such a way that you understand that you are a child of God. And I began to realize and understand that there are Christian believers all over the world that are following Jesus but didn't know the Father. And that's that's part of my story is, you know, going back, we're not going to tell it today, but just gradually coming to know the Father through the Son. So the fifth key became clearly identified as the Father's blessing. And sometimes when we go people places and we, we teach people the five keys, they say, oh, we've really done all four of those, but the Father's blessing, <laughs> that's, that's what changed it. That's changed everything for us. And so that was really the completion of the, the five keys and the completion of Unbound, by coming, bringing it together under the Father's blessing. It's pretty awesome. And so such a good reminder and important to emphasize because it can be exciting that God is, is moving and he's setting us free, but Jesus liberates us for something, and that is to be in relationship with the Father. That's right. Yeah. So just a brief, uh, you know, so Janet and I have traveled with this message throughout the world. We've been to five African nations. We've been to uh, many uh, European countries. We've been to Haiti. This message has been uh, just with us, and we've been such so privileged to carry it. And so privileged to be connected with others that have taken up this message of the five keys and spread it. It's, it's reproducible. It's just far beyond anything we could have uh, asked or imagined. You know, and, and so clearly, when we look back at our path, and it's really a fulfillment of that prophetic word that, that we would take the light to the city. And we did that in renewal and reconciliation. And that from there, we would take it to the nations. It's so satisfying to know that God had his hand in it. And these little prophetic words along the way help you to, to remember that this wasn't just do the next thing. Sometimes it is. But there was a bigger plan, a bigger plan that God had. He brought it to pass. So our hopes for the future is that it would continue to expand through the nations we're so proud of uh, Matt and Jen who are doing so much to spread the word. And for our other team members, we know that this is something that's been planted and will continue to grow. And we're so grateful. Yeah, I'm thinking when you were talking about the heart of the Father and 
And we, we talked about Eastern Europe. I was thinking about your trip just this past December where you actually were able to go into a prison and bring the message of the five keys. Yeah. So many people write to us and tell us we, we've taken it in the prisons, we use it in the prisons. Uh, this was a unique experience because we took it into maximum security prison with the vision of training up prisoners who are basically Christian leaders in the prison and to impart to them the five keys with the hope that they will always be there for men to come and to get set free. And uh, we ought to do a podcast just on that prison yeah, trip. Yeah, and and we do hear about you know going into different different organizations that help people in great need, like unwed mothers or you know or drug addiction situations, and and so it just is such a delight to know that that something has been planted that has been carried into places, especially dark places, that have never really understood what it means to be free in Christ and to know the love of the Father. Yeah, it's you mentioned the word reproducible and how the way that you set it up was that so it, it didn't need to be Neil Lozano praying unbound with someone. It, it anyone could access the five keys because they're the gospel, and so. But not only is it reproducible, it can be applied in any situation. So whether it's inside the prison or, as you said, um, many different ministries, people call and I love to say like. Yeah, let's add this as one of the tools in your toolbox. You know, like this is so great. But I think for me personally, I came up through Matt and I both did. We're both involved in Young Life, which is where I first encountered the Lord, which is an, a parachurch organization that evangelizes teenagers. They, they have grown beyond that, way beyond that now. But I think I was taught to share Jesus with my friends. And sometimes that felt limited, like it was so important, but sometimes it felt limited. And when I encountered Unbound for the first time, it was like, oh my gosh, this is the gospel that I've been sharing with my friends and there's power in it that's going to change their lives. It just like opened my eyes to see a different side of of the Lord and just the power that's behind it. So whether it's a, a maximum security prison or your family. You know, God, God wants to come mm-hmm. and 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 meet with you. Yes, yeah. People's hearts are burdened, and there's all kinds of things that we carry: loneliness, isolation, self rejection, self hatred, self judgment. You know, there's all kinds of things that we're we're carrying within, and and we may experience the Lord, but but these things, if they're not addressed, will become uh, six months later, five months later. They will become the things that get you stuck and derailed. And God wants everyone to not just experience the Savior in a in a in a, a revealing kind of way, but but to experience the saving power of Jesus reaching into those areas of our lives that are still covered in darkness and and hidden, or His love is obscured because of the lies of the enemy. So. May may the Lord Jesus be praised and glorified for his work among his people. Yeah. If you didn't have a chance, listeners, to listen to the first part of this podcast, just reminded right now that this started with a yes that Neil and Janet gave to the Lord. And God has a very important part in his big story for each and every single one of you. 
as you say yes to him. So I feel like this might be a great time to just close. And mom, would you mind closing us in prayer tonight? Sure. Well, Lord, we are so grateful for all that you have done in our personal lives and all that you have done in the lives of so many others as you've given us the privilege of walking with them through this ministry. And so, Lord, I I just ask particularly for every person who is listening that you would open up to them new avenues of how they can come to the freedom of knowing God the Father and his love for them and your heart, Father, for how you want to just speak your words of love and of choosing each and every one of us as your child. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Mom and Dad, for sharing some of the history. It's so good to look back and remember, and it's just encouraging. So quick reminder to all listeners that Matt and I will be doing a Freedom in Christ conference the end of January in Austin, Texas. So spread the word and share it with a friend. We hope to see you out in Texas and have some tacos together. Have a great day. God bless. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt, Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him. And he with me. Revelation 3.20